What is up, you guys? Welcome back to Our Heart Surrendered. My name is Addison, and I'm one of the co-hosts of this podcast. Hi, friends. Welcome back to Our Heart Surrendered. My name is Sophie, and I'm the other co-host of this podcast. Welcome back to week three of our series. Um, We are interviewing different couples, talking about dating. We talked about singleness. Next week, we'll talk about engagement, so get excited for that. But this week, we're talking about godly dating and, uh, in particular, long-distance dating. And we have two guests, Emily and Colin. We're so excited to have you guys. So before we start, do you guys want to talk about how you guys met and your relationship? Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, I'll start and then Colin can fill in the details. Um, so I'm Emily, obviously, and um, we met. I've known Colin since we were in sixth grade, but I don't think I like paid any attention to him until I was a junior in high school, and he's a year younger than I am, so it was his sophomore year, and um, we both started volunteering at like our junior high ministry at our church and then like we did a lot of things together and I was like oh okay (laughs) do you want to do the next part of the story so yeah so then we had the junior high spring retreat and we were both leaders for that and throughout that whole weekend um anytime there was any sort of game or anything like that we kind of always seem to be in the same place and <laughs> it well to some people it was obvious to me it was it was obvious but to emily it was not as obvious no. <laughs> she, she was pretty oblivious but it, it was clear to me and to one of her close friends that she was making moves and i knew i was making moves so then after that weekend a couple days later it was like the start of both of our spring breaks and we were like playing a game called hostage (laughs) with some people from our youth group and we were dropped in some random neighborhood in st louis together and like had to make our run our way to a highway and so then we could tell them where to pick us up at which is like the premise of the game so we spent a lot of time together that night and then but earlier that day, he asked me to go on a date and I told him that I would think about it. Yeah, <laughs> and so you then will it never was live that down. Really <laughs> awkward when we were prepared together for hostage because then I was like, this is going to be so awkward because I still don't know what I want to say to this guy. And then afterwards, he asked me again and I was like, sure, why not? Also, how long have you guys been dating? Um, Almost three years. Okay. Wow, that is awesome. Um, I don't know if we said this earlier. We very well could have, and I just like wasn't fully listening. Um, but we did dating last week. Now we're doing long distance dating. Colin and Emily are long distance. When like Emily, you go to Baylor. Um, Colin lives in Missouri. I think I asked for it before yes. we started. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> um, so they've been dating long distance. How long have y'all been leading or dating long distance? Since okay. last fall. So just about a year um what does that look like day to day for you guys is it pretty i mean i would assume it's pretty different from dating like close proximity but what does dating long distance look like for y'all honestly like i think the best way to describe it is just it looks a lot like like a serious or like a long-term friendship would look like because it's not like like you're not in the same place like you don't go on dinner dates you don't get ice cream together you don't like 
have the same like core group of friends anymore that you can like go and do things with so it's a lot of like oh like text me how your day went and like how can I be praying for you and how can I encourage you this week um or like this is a pretty like chill week so that means we get to talk more which is always exciting or it's like weeks like this week where I've literally been gone nonstop since 7.30 every single morning. So I, this is my first time talking to him this week, like on the phone, which is sad. But like also that's just the reality of it because like he's not here. So I think the best way to describe it in a way that like people would understand is like it's a, like it's a serious and intentional like friendship. And then like you see each other, like you go visit each other. And then, like, you can go on dates again and you make efforts to, like, meet their friends that they have at school and, like, be a part of like, be a part of their life in that way. And it's not just like, oh, well, like, I've talked to your roommate on the phone or I've talked to this guy in your class on the phone. And, like, he seems, like, really cool. But then, like, when you go and meet them in person, you're like, oh, OK, like, you can put, like, the pieces of stories together. Yeah. And it, it took a while to get used to also, like. When we're when we were in high school, like we always knew what each of us were doing throughout the day. Like we um were always going through the day together. Like we had pretty much the same schedule. And now we don't have anywhere near the same schedule and we can't communicate all throughout the day twenty four seven. Um and so that took a lot of getting used to and just coming to terms with the fact that you're you're not going to have that and you will just have to get updates you know every once in a while but and that's definitely really hard at first but i feel like it's gotten a lot easier now i feel like we've just come to terms with that better i don't know how to describe that really and i think I don't know. Okay, maybe my analogy before wasn't like a good representation because like everything that like dating is when you're in person, like it still stays the same when you're long distance. It just changes like your actions towards it. And like, I don't know, like when we were in high school, we both went to two different high schools, but they were 10 minutes away from each other. And like, like Colin said, like our days were very predictable. We had like the same schedule. Like, we both would go to school and then go to sports practices. And then, like, if it was a night that we were at church, we would go to church. Um, and if not, it was pretty much, like, family time and homework. And so it was, like, a very predictable schedule. But, like, now it's definitely not. And But my point in saying that, again, was, like, when we were in high school, like, we would leave Post-it notes on, like, each other's car. And it would be like, have a good day. Love you. Or, like excited to see you this afternoon or like stuff like that where it's like you can do little things that like you can only do in person and so then like going long distance and being like I miss you a lot because like you are like one of my best friends and like I did spend a lot of time with you and like you were a part of like my like friend group which I think was something unique that we both had in high school like we both spent a lot of time like with each other's friend groups so then like moving away and now like your lives aren't intertwined anymore and like you're living two completely separate lives and there's like very minimal overlap 
I think it's a lot harder to find ways to love each other in like a godly way in like sweet text and like prayers over the phone or like typing out a prayer over text like those go like such a long way and that's something that we didn't realize until like we had to figure it out because the way we were long distance dating probably half of my first semester at college was like it wouldn't have lasted yeah and there's also like really little things that are seemingly unimportant when you're always together like like one thing we've talked about this recently like this may sound stupid but um like even in a text like the i feel like there's a big difference between saying love you and i love you like it's it's a small thing that if we were together we would never have noticed but like when we're apart and we don't get to see each other like really at all little things like that that make it more personal i feel like go a long way surprisingly and like something else we do we try to um text each other every morning and every night before we go to sleep which we're not always very good at but like even that goes a very long way and waking up and seeing a sweet text from Emily is like one of the best ways to start a day. That is so sweet. Um, <laughs> that Thank you guys for sharing about your story and about long distance. Um, so now that we know some of y'all's background, what do you guys think are some differences in how Christians date versus how culture encourages us to date? That's a loaded question. <laughs> that is a loaded question. I think the way Christian state um, definitely has a higher, either a higher purpose or a more apparent purpose, whereas I think it's like any type of dating, like it's obvious that like that relationship is either going to end in marriage or it's going to end in a breakup. But like that's true for like non-Christian dating too, of course. But I think it's like more apparent for Christian dating because then It's like, okay, like when I date somebody, I'm dating with intentionality and I'm dating being like, okay, I like these characteristics about them, like their personality, their values, like all of that stuff. And I want that in a future husband or I want that to be characteristics that like the father of my kid has. And so I think you have to, I think Christian dating, you think more long term about things and it's also like you're pursuing the Lord together, but you also have two separate faiths. And I think this is something we've talked a lot about this semester just within our relationship because it's like hard to find a balance because like you want to encourage each other in your faith and like grow together in your faith together. And like you can do that through so many ways, like prayer, devotionals, and like all those are like good, great things to do together. But like at the same time, if that's the only way you're getting fed from the word, then like there's a problem because then you're being reliant and dependent on that other person to grow your faith. Whereas like you're not married, like we're still dating, like the Bible doesn't have dating. So technically from a biblical perspective, like we're both still 
single in quotation marks and so then it's like especially it's I think it's a lot easier to see with like long distance because we do live two separate lives and it's like okay like I better be going to church and I better be doing like a devotional or like a quiet time every day and like I need to be pursuing the Lord and like sharing the gospel at my campus just as much as he is and so I also think that Christian dating is a lot of like accountability yeah I think I mean that's a great thing that y'all are on the same page there I think they're like the best way I've ever heard it explained but there are five ways that like we can look at women in the bible and like you just explained that also like incredibly well and it like coincided very well if you've listened to both the episodes but like talking to my roommate who's in a long-term relationship um they've been dating like three years um part of it was long distance now they're like back in the same town because she came to AM, but it was like the same thing of like okay like we're not married we can't play married we're also like like if this was biblical times like dating does not exist and like i cannot like only have my relationship be dependent on her boyfriend's name is why on why it's like relationship with the lord because like that is so um just like not personal to like the relationship that we can have with christ but also like what happens if they break up like obviously they're dating with the intention of marriage and like that is so real but like sometimes things don't work out and that's hard and like that would be like so detrimental to her faith if like her faith was based on her boyfriends if that makes sense um so 100% agree um our next thing that we like to talk about is just things that like prior to meeting each other um you were looking for in a significant other standards wise if it like wasn't like we had this last week of just like they did not know what to look for like when they started dating and like I would say that their standards have changed throughout dating but if that applies to you what are standards that you would like encourage others to look for if you didn't look for them originally yeah i i would say when we first started dating well okay probably beginning of sophomore year i kind of told myself i'm not gonna date anyone in high school and i was just like okay with that i think a lot a lot of people like just want so badly to date someone and then they date someone just because they want to date someone not because they're actually interested in them um and so i just i didn't want any part of that so i was just like eh, i'm not gonna date in high school so when emily came along i was like shoot um <laughs> maybe that's gonna change uh and then i didn't know what i was looking for really in particular um but then once we started dating we started having conversations about like things we were looking for and she pulled up a list on her phone of like it, it's it's titled non-negotiables and <laughs> we started going through that list and i was just like these are exactly what i would want in a girl and emily you can share some of those non-negotiables if you would like to this is funny that you brought it up because sophie and i literally had a sleepover like two weeks ago and we were dying laughing at this list <laughs> because like some of it is like serious stuff and others of it is like all right sixth grade emily had some issues one of them was like yes like country music yeah 
Or like another one was he had to take sarcasm. <laughs> it's like half the time I don't even know when people are being sarcastic. Yeah, but I think the premise of the list was who I would be looking for and somebody that I was dating would like it had to be like they, they were on fire for the Lord. Like they were serving, they were like involved in youth group and church. And like you could just see that they spent a lot of time in prayer and like the word and like fruit was coming out of that so i think that was the biggest thing um and that was like the premise of the list because the list was very repetitive i think i just said that in like eight different ways (laughs) and like another thing a big thing that like i struggled with a lot in college or not college i'm in college in high school was like being confident and but like being confident in my like identity in Christ and that's something that I definitely was like okay like yes that they have to be on fire for the Lord and they need to be serving and like persistent in prayer um and like have people pouring into them and like you can see the growth that they're like having but then they're not just like storing that growth inside of themselves and like they're like going out and they're discipling others um and then Another thing was, like, they had to be confident in their identity in the Lord. And, like, not nobody's, like, perfectly confident in that. But, like, that's definitely something, like, I saw in Colin a lot. Like, especially right off the bat. I was like, man, like, this guy is confident, but not in, like, a cocky way. It was like, he's confident because he knows God's promises. And, like, he just had this, like, peace about him that is, like, still so comforting to this day. Because, like, something out of the blue will happen and he'll be like well like it is what it is and he's just like why get upset about it because like god is faithful and he like cares for me and he takes care of me and like the plans that he has is greater than like anything i could ever ask and imagine and just like scripture flows out of him when he's in those like trials and that's something that i've always admired about him and that's something that like really attracted me to him when we started dating and I was like okay like this isn't just like some church youth group crush like I can like I see things that I want in a potential husband and a potential like father for my kid in this guy and like obviously like those things have grown substantially since we were (laughs) sophomores and juniors in high school like as they should but I was picking up the most chairs at youth group though. So that may have been another, another reason. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. Um, So thank you guys for sharing that about um, qualities to look for. Um, So next we're going to kind of talk about as you guys reflect over your relationship over the years, what have been some of the pivotal things that you've learned um, in particular, how to honor God and how to honor each other? I think, um, well, when those things have happened were, it, it was like when we had something big happening, some like some sort of trial that we were going through. Um, like we've, we've both had to go through some really difficult stuff in the past three years. And it's, it's hard to, figure out like how you handle that as their significant other like i don't know how to 
explain it, but like if Emily was going through something, then it's it's hard to find a balance of like how much do I need to be there for her? How much do I need to like how much space do I need to give her? Like when is it best to like give her advice on things? Um all that stuff. And so anytime we went through something like that, I like we've always learned something about like how how we should be there for each other, I guess. I think that well, that's all rooted in what we know about what God says in in the Bible and about how we are to love each other. Um even just as friends. Because at the end of the day, right, we're not married yet, but we are each other's best friend. And so be I don't know how to describe it. You just need to be there for one another, like in no matter what capacity that looks like. I think something that we've learned definitely over since like we've been dating completely or like overall, but also like I would say within these last like four or five months I think we've both come to the realization that well I'll speak for myself because I think it was more of a struggle that I had than Colin had um but it was like when those hard times would happen um it was so easy for me to get frustrated and be like well I want to fix everything in your life because like it somehow affects me and, like, one, that's such a selfish mindset I had and, like, still have sometimes. But also, like, I wasn't doing it because I was like, well, like, if, like, this bad thing continues or, like, if this trial that he's going through, like, somehow changes what his life looks like now, like, then, like, that's not something that I would want to be a part of, which sounds like super selfish and awful of me to say but I think it was just because I was putting so much like my identity and like the well-being of him and like I didn't like you don't ever want to see somebody like struggle who you love but then it's like even harder when you're the significant other and you're like I just want to fix everything for that person whereas like that's not that's not what he needed. What he needed during that time was me to be encouraging and me to be persistent in prayer with him and me to be somebody that like he could go to for advice or just rant and then I just sit and listen and then like give like truth and scripture back to him because that's what's most beneficial and not thinking about okay well how can this affect me and not that selfish mindset so I think that's something that we've definitely come to the realization definitely in the last like five or six months because not that anybody's good at conflict but I really suck at conflict (laughs) and I just hate conflict in general so then it was just like okay like that's something that I've had to work on a lot in our relationship and be like okay like conflict is good like conflicts is conflict is growing like no it's not fun to go through but like that's just part of a relationship and you can't have a godly relationship if you're not pointing like sent out to one another yeah 100 percent. i think that like something that 
like you're saying, conflict is just not fun. And there's nothing that's going to ever make hard conversations fun. Like they're just hard. Same thing with like getting bad news or like being disappointed, like that kind of thing. Like we're going to go through hard things. And it's like, how do we respond to that? How do we like handle that? And I think a lot of that in relationships is communication. And like a lot of times, the only thing that will teach us how to communicate better with one another is a lack thereof. Like, I do not know how to love some of my best friends well until it's like, you haven't been loving me well. And I like, even sometimes it's like, well, I couldn't identify that that's why that was causing stress. But now that I have identified, let it be like communicated that way. And like, especially with being in a long distance relationship, I just feel like that would be hard. And like, it's sweet to hear how like the Lord is faithful to provide grace and like provide patience and all of that. Um, And then also like a part of that is like, like you said, we cannot grow if we're not having confrontation and like our goal in relationships in general, but especially in dating relationships is like, yes, marriage, but like also like I like this is my brother in Christ and I want to see him look more like Christ. How can I point him in that direction? How can I help him go through sanctification and how can I hold him accountable to that within spiritual boundaries, which can like also be a whole nother thing. You know what I mean? Um, But like on that note, are there intentional things that you guys do to glorify God in or through your relationship? Well, uh, I, well, I was going to say uh, there's one, well, there's there's many, but one biblical standard, I guess, that we try to follow like at all times is if we're having some sort of conflict, like we will not like go to bed and not solve it. So the, and the Bible says, do not let the sun go down on your anger. And we try to follow that as much as possible, as much as both of us hate it. (laughs) Um, But like, if we're having an argument and we're on the phone and it's 11 PM and one of us is like, oh, I'm just, I'm tired. Like, can we talk about this tomorrow? Then, like, we have to try really hard to be like, nope, we're staying up until this is resolved. And there have been times we've been up till like three or even four, <laughs> just like on the phone trying to solve some issue. And we always do. But, I mean, I think that's one intentional thing we do that has been very beneficial. Yeah, I was going to say that. And then I was going to say we like hold our like especially our boundaries on like a very high level and like high priority list in our relationship. Um, And I don't really like the term spiritual or emotional boundaries because... (laughs) Like in every sermon ever, that's so like <laughs> infusing on what the heck that actually means. But I get the point. Um, but just especially like physical boundaries, because I think those boundaries are like more apparent. And like the Bible says to guard your heart. So you guard your heart by putting boundaries in place. Um, so like that's where like the spiritual and emotional boundaries come in. And like not being codependent, like we talked about earlier, like you need to have your two separate faiths. Like, yes, you can like, you can have a God-centered relationship 
um, and be pursuing the Lord together, but you also need to be pursuing the Lord like on individual levels. And like that's what's most important because if you're not pursuing the Lord individually, you're like both individually, then you're not like ever going to have a God-centered relationship. Um, but then like with the physical boundaries, like that was like I want to say like the first actual like super serious conversation we had when we started dating. And I don't even think we had started dating yet. I think we went on our second date because I was like, okay, yeah, the first one was fun. And the next one Colin was like, all right, well, if this is going to go to a third date, like we have to talk about boundaries. And I was like, oh, no, I'm going to poop my pants. (laughs) But it's also something like I really admired because I was like, okay, like I don't know many guys who on the second date would be like, let's talk about physical boundaries. And like we're going to get into the nitty gritty of it because like gray areas do arise and it's awkward when gray areas arise because then you're like okay and like the bible doesn't say anything about this but like we're also called to live above reproach um as christians so it's just i think physical boundaries a lot of the times it sounds like a one and done conversation whereas like we have the physical boundaries talk like almost every time we see each other because like yes being long distance your like emotions build up and then like when you see them you're like you don't want those emotions to take over and be like okay but like we still need to be honoring with our bodies and we still need to like there shouldn't be anything that we do that we shouldn't be willing to tell other people yeah that's awesome okay so the last question that we have for you guys is what encouragement or advice would you give to other couples who are attempting to date um, in a way that honors God. Talk about boundaries early, both physical and any other boundaries, emotional or anything like that. Yeah. like Early and constantly. Yeah, that would be a big one. And then also, okay, so like, yes, talk about boundaries. Um, Talk about them consistently when new things arise in all of the categories of boundaries um but then also maybe this is just like a personal opinion for like the way I grew up but I feel like dating has so much pressure on it and like yes you want to date with intentionality and like you don't want to like just date somebody for the fun of dating somebody because that's not honoring to them and that's not guarding your heart um but also like you can have fun in dating and it's not like this super serious thing like I think I've listened to especially like a lot of like sermons or podcasts or whatever else about dating and it just like all seems like so serious and it can be like looked at as like just a rule book of like these are the things you can and cannot do and like to like have a successful dating relationship and it's like so much of the dating relationship is like becoming each other's best friends and like you do that by making memories and like having inside jokes and like being a part of each other's friend groups and like being an intentional and like respected part of each other's lives like you want to invest in them but you also want to invest in their friends And also, I would say, like, just ask for advice. Like, so many people are so willing to give their opinion, whether it's 
wanted or not but it's so good to have like an outside perspective like I can't tell you the amount of times where I would be like I'm so annoyed Colin did this and it like wasn't something I would ever like bring up to him but then I like would tell my roommate and she'd be like get over yourself like you're fine and like that's not something to be upset about or like just like inviting people into your relationship because it's not supposed to be this like super secluded secretive hidden thing like you should want to like share it with everybody you like are close to yeah and I think a mindset that we've had pretty much from the beginning that has been very beneficial is well well um I think it was an episode of the porch that talked about how to find someone to date um and one one thing that they talked about was you're not trying to find that perfect person for you. There's never going to be that perfect person for you. Um, what you do have to do is put in work to become the perfect person for your significant other. So uh, that's a mindset that we've had from the beginning of like, Neither of us are perfect. Both of us have flaws. Neither of us have ever done this before. And right when we started dating, Emily was not the perfect person for me. Like, it just, it's not possible. But as we have gone along in the past three years or so, like, both of us have been able to grow and learn about each other and learn you know, what is best for each other, how to handle things, stuff like that, and become the person, the perfect person for each other. Um, and I mean, ultimately, that's how you lead up to marriage is, you, I mean, you have to become that for them. I don't know if that if that makes sense. but Yeah, for sure. I like Emily, what you were saying, I just think it's so critical that like you should be dating in community, like your community, what you said about boundaries earlier was really good of just like, we should not be doing anything that we can't tell our friends about. Um, But also like you should be dating a community, like your significant other should like not only be in a church, like if you're a Christian and you are dating the intention of marriage, you should be looking for somebody who's like, not just like, oh, I go to church on Sundays, but like they should be known by their community. They should have like if it's a guy, like they should have guys that are pouring into them that know their heart and like he is deeply rooted in it, and like vice versa for girls as well, um, which I just think is huge and like often overlooked because it's like, oh, yeah, he's a Christian. He goes to church or she's a Christian. And it's like, OK, but like, is this somebody that is like going to be held accountable to like loving me well? Um, And like, I just don't really think that they're like. Every time that I've talked to a married couple, we did this series a few years ago um, and every time we talked to the engaged couple and the married couple we were like how did you know they were the one and like that question of just like this perfect this idea of a perfect person for one another is just like not true at all there will never be like Colin like you were saying like there will never be a perfect person for you because we are all imperfect people and if like we truly want to be fulfilled by somebody that is perfect then we need to look to the father and we should not be placing that standard on anybody else whether it's like your wife or your husband or like your significant other um and like if that is like the standard and expectation that you are looking for, then like you will be let down time and time and time again. But we are a bridegroom being prepared for the ultimate groom that is perfect for us. And that is so exciting. And like, 
having a relationship that is honoring to the Lord and is like sanctifying and you're holding each other accountable and it's encouraging and bolstering. Um, like that is as close to like, that's just like a glimpse of what heaven is going to look like in my mind at least. Um, but so sweet, like such good advice. Awesome to talk to you guys. Um, those are all the questions that we have. Will one of you guys pray us out? Sure. I'll pray. <laughs> okay. Dear Lord, I just praise you and thank you um, for Sophie and Addie and what they're doing with Our Hearts Surrendered. It's um, honestly so inspiring, and it just shows that they have such strong hearts for you, Lord. Um, and I just thank you that Colin and I got the opportunity to be on it and just share um, hopefully a little bit of wisdom that um, you've granted us through the process of dating, and I, you know, I'm sure you'll continue to show us your wisdom and humble us and um, help us grow immensely, um, both as people, but also um, how to love others well and specifically each other well. Yeah, and I just pray that as we all go throughout our days, that we will just remember that um, you died on the cross for us and that we need to live a life worthy of the gospel and above approach and that we will do that um, in everything that we do. And yeah, we embrace you and thank you. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Um, thank you guys again for joining us. We, it's like genuinely been a joy and it's just awesome to like hear different perspectives from um, different couples it's just really sweet um thank you guys for listening this week um if you want to leave a rating and review we would love to hear from you guys you can follow our, our instagram at our hearts surrendered if you want to stay up to date with the things the haps whatever's going on um but besides that we love you guys thank you guys so much for listening and let's strive to live in wholehearted surrender this week <laughs>